0: For too many years we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets and ride two and three-year-olds. We were expected to follow fashionable trends like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of a horse. This sounds crazy to me because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe the collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together. And that bitless bridles, California hackamores, both salamacates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health, and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes, and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust, and partnership together, and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical, and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get the show started. I've got a fun exercise for you that you can try out at home this week with your horse. It's called the counter bend test. It's a riding exercise. There is no tools needed. You can do it wherever you normally ride. It doesn't make a difference if it's a paddock or a field or an arena. Anywhere that you ride normally is great. And the idea is that you're going to ride a circle in walk with your horse. And the first goal is that you are going to notice that the bend in your horse's body should be the same as the arc of the circle that you're riding, okay? So we want the bend in the horse's body to echo the arc of the circle that you're riding. So that's the first step. So if you can't do that, you need to work on that first because we need that in place first. And one thing that will help that will help with this actually is just put a tiny little bit more weight on your inside seat bone. And when I say the word inside, I mean the inside of the bend of the horse, okay? So just like a fraction more weight on the inside seat bone. And I want you, as you're walking around the circle, I want you to keep that exact bend in your horse's body. But now, while keeping that bend, I want to see if you can slowly leave that circle and start a new circle going in the opposite direction. And even just do one or two or three steps and then come back to doing a new circle on the original direction. And of course the bend is the same no matter what type of circle that you're doing. But now you're back going the original direction. So the bend in your horse's body is again the same as the bend on the circle that you're walking. Okay, so an example, you're walking a a counterclockwise circle with your horse. The bend of your horse is you kind of bend, the horse's body is bent a little bit to the left because they're walking counterclockwise. The bend of the horse's body, same as the arc on the circle, everything's good. Okay, so you're just walking that circle. You're always gonna keep that left bend in your horse's body. And it's only a slight, a kind of a gentle curve. So you're gonna keep that left bend in, in your horse's body. And as you're walking around the circle, you're just gonna look outside the circle a little bit and ask your horse to start walking just to kind of come off the circle a little bit and to start what would be the idea of a circle going clockwise, but you still have that left bend in your horse's body. But now you're kind of starting a clockwise circle and you do a couple of steps of this new clockwise circle with the left bend in your horse. And then you're like, oh, I think I'll just go back to my first circle. So again, you keep the left bend in your horse, but now you ask them to go a little bit more towards the left and then you're back on a new anti-clockwise circle. So I hope that makes sense. <laughs> you might need to listen to this once or twice just to get it kind of, these things are funny. Horses normally don't have a huge issue. The issue with this kind of thing when you're trying to figure it out is actually the person trying to figure out in their head what they need to do. And then once you have it figured out, usually the horses um, get it pretty easy. So what are the benefits? one thing that's going to stop you from developing lightness and softness when you're riding is if your horse is pushing forwards a lot or they're leaning on your hands when you're riding so maybe you think oh my horse doesn't push forward at all my horse never leans on my hands this exercise will actually show if your horse is pushing into your hands if there's any push in your horse so this exercise is like a really really useful fact-finding mission So enjoy it and have fun with your horse and if you'd like to get some more tips on how you can become a more balanced and thoughtful rider, that's actually what I help horse owners do I should say. I help riders of all levels to understand their horse better, improve their skills all while listening to the horse and also building their confidence and having fun too. And if you'd like some help with your riding, you're very welcome to join me inside the Listening to the Horse Method and you can find more details at listeningtothehorsemethod.com. Now, finally, I want to give a shout out to a couple of our students who are doing some wonderful work with their horses. So first we have Annette and she said, I had an aha moment. I was talking to the lady that used to own my pony. She owned Becky for seven years from the age of two to nine. And then she sold her to a lady that just had her for a month before selling her on to me. It turns out that Becky could once cope fine with a lot of things that she's now scared of, dogs, the mounting block, vehicles, her first owner sent me a picture of her standing next to a bus and my aha moment was when I realized that Becky isn't scared of all these things as I previously thought. She's just scared. She's somewhere new again and she's only been with me for two months and she's probably wondering where is my human that looked after me since I was little who I spent all my time with. So it's no wonder that she's scared. Everything in her life has suddenly gone and I now realize that it's probably just time and building a bond with Becky that will stop her being spooky. Once she feels more secure with me, those objects that she used to be fine with before won't scare her anymore. I think this is just such a fantastic story because sometimes we underestimate how life changing it is for a horse to be moved to a new home. And to people that they've never met before, maybe there's horses there they've never met before to a place that they don't know and it can really have a huge impact on them and and be quite challenging for them to kind of figure out and we definitely need to be really patient and considerate with them and give them time to, to work through things and to be as supportive as we can. Next up, I wanted to say congrats to Katie Smart. So Katie has, Sir George, I should say, and I, I loved all these updates. So she had posted a really cute picture and she said, got to go out for a ride. Sir George has grown so much in confidence. We are 50% through the confidence fix course now and George is looking really, really good. And then finally, we have Keisha. So she said, yesterday was super windy and only 24 degrees. And we headed out on a one mile walk. We rounded the corner and the big, scary tarp over the round bales started to take flight as a gust of wind came by. Icky, her horse is Icky, Icky stopped in his tracks, his ears were twitching, nostrils flaring, and I calmly started to talk to him. Good boy, it's just the wind. And we started taking little steps and we got closer and closer, and he stood there for about three minutes and he was as cool as a cucumber. I'm loving our walks and exploring the world through his eyes has completely changed me. Well done, everyone. That is fantastic. Keep up the good work. If you would like to be featured in this section of the podcast, or if you'd just like to read some more inspiring stories about our students from all over the world, all you have to do is join our community at starthorselistening.com. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I have some good news for you now, actually. We will be holding our next five days to partnership workshop very soon. This is an online workshop, it's completely free, and you can watch it on your smartphone or your laptop from anywhere in the world. You will learn how to improve your horse's trust and connection, and you'll also find out how I solved Ozzy's bolting over poles issue, and how I can help any horse build confidence and partnership with the little known elephant technique. We're going to talk about how to help a horse who is inflexible or perhaps unbalanced. And we're also going to look at the importance of lateral work. Plus, we're going to go a little deeper into bitless bridles and hackamores. Also, you're going to be able to download and complete your own horse partnership assessment. And each day, you'll get a fun homework activity to do with your horse. So you can get all the details and sign up for a free ticket at www5 partnershipcom I hope to see you there.